Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome right, right, and wrong. to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I'm your host, Brian Ruka. And with me over there is my man and yours, producer Juice. He goes by the truth box out there on the World Wide Web because he just loves spitting the truth all day, every day. Uh, that's what he does. So, truth box. What do you get to say to all the people out there in the right and wrong audience today, my man? Here is your president to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America. And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, to face our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud. In our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. Absolutely. Amen to that, brother. Good job. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. That was the... Can you hear me best? here? Check, check one, check two. Oh, yeah, you're good. The fox Hold is on. Are you going to do a, a Trump? A Trump? <laughs> uh, the brown fox? <laughs> I was just... I was going to tell you that that was the best clip of all time. Perfect clip. Unbelievable clip. Awesome juice clip. Nothing better. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Tell them what we got today. <laughs> so today... We have um, a transgender death that was being covered up in South Boston here uh, in Massachusetts. It's a real Massachusetts-heavy show today because we will also be talking about pregnancy resource centers here in the state and um, how they're trying to fight the pro-abortion agenda. And uh, we'll visit Governor Mara Haley as well, who's trying to uh, revamp the state of Massachusetts health education system into a radical far left way of teaching it. Um, we're also going to come back with a lightning round. I think people really liked that last week. And we'll close the show 
with the always popular come on man segment of the day um that will close out pride month too so you're gonna want to stick around for that but before we move on i do need to let you guys know to please subscribe to our youtube show page the right and wrong podcast we also have a rumble page um we're going to be back up on Apple, Spotify, all that stuff too. Um, so you can listen to us there, but come on and join us on the video team. We need you guys uh, to follow us, subscribe, leave us a comment. As the juice box, men- box mentioned last week, uh, send some clips our way. If you think it's something we could use uh, for lightning round, maybe could be fun to hear from you guys. So with that being said, I do believe it is time to welcome in our good friend, Mr. Rick Flair, because it is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! 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 All right, all right, all right. So I have um, really gotten into politics over the last couple of years. It happened, you know, all in around. 2020 with the whole COVID nonsense and how that was handled. And I'll admit right here, right now in front of y'all and in front of the juice box himself, himself, um, that I kind of bought in for the first couple of weeks of slowing the spread. I didn't know what was going on and tried to, you know, take science's word for it. Um, but I quickly realized what a scam it was and how ridiculous it was when Uh, The race riots of the summer of 2020 in honor of St. George Floyd took place. And all of a sudden COVID, um, you know, wasn't as important as important as fighting racism. So, um, you know, it was a racist disease that only attacked those who did not worship on the altar of leftism. So we quickly learned that, um, you know, getting more into, into politics brought me into, you know, looking for conservative news sources, conservative information, you know, podcasts, much like the one we try, we're trying to do here. I uh, listen to Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Juice's boy, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, all of them. I even used to watch the formerly conservative Fox News a lot more than I ever had in the past um, and my boy Tucker every night. So after, you know, the COVID stuff, probably six months later from there, you know, getting a lot more political, a lot more interested in it for me, it all really clicked when I was at a baptism for a friend of mine and uh, for their baby. But um, it was the first time in my life that I actually really truly listened to the words that were being spoken and the vows that were being made during the baptism. Um, They really hit for me and the promises that are being made right there on the altar by the parents and by the godparents. And you're promising in public, in front of your family and friends, that you will raise this child as a Catholic child of God. And the promise is not to present that child with an option when the child becomes 18 to decide if they want to continue to pursue that or not, which is how I've heard it described from other friends of mine at times. Want to give them something, you know, as a start of a foundation, and ultimately they can decide what they want to do when they grow up. And that's great, you know, if it works right, but that's not what you're promising to do. Um, You're promising and you're making a vow for a lifelong relationship with God that you're introducing to your child and you're bringing your child into. Uh, So it's not just until they're 18. 
you know, in a perfect world, when they're 18, they're going to continue to pursue it themselves. But, you know, a lot of us don't, again, myself included. So I had dabbled with going back to church a few times throughout my 20s. And, you know, I'd do it, um, go a couple of weeks and ultimately just fall off and kind of be in and out. You know, I was raised Catholic my whole life, Catholic school. You guys know the drill. Um, So after this particular baptism, it finally did stick for once, like once and for all. And that to me was that aha moment, because to steal a phrase from the left, I finally started living my truth, which simply is just the truth. And it's God's truth. So I finally realized that. And like I said, with the baptism vows and listening to that, listening to the stories in church, the gospel readings, um, you know, the readings that that happened before the gospel, the homily from the from the priest or the deacon, and really coming with terms that the Bible is real and what happened on those pages really happened. That was a awakening for me. So from that moment on, my politics and my and my Christianity started working hand in hand to shape my worldview. So I realized something that too many people on the right shy away from: that when you're a Christian. You're a Christian 24-7, all day, every day. It doesn't pick and choose when you decide to be. And it does affect how you view the world. It does affect how you feel about a topic like abortion. And that's why you can't be like President Unity and claim to be a devout Catholic and also pro-abortion. And they try to use that as like a stigma where they did with Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. The dogma lives in you is alive in you. And I don't like that the right shies away from that and tries to act like, Oh, I can separate the two because ultimately you can't. Um, It becomes who you are and it's going to affect how you want the world to be shaped. And Christianity is not meant to be. I do me and you do you, we leave each other alone and that's great. It's a religion that's meant to be shared and it has been shared all over the world since the first apostles, the apostles went out and Jesus went out with his disciples. Christianity is spread all over the world. And when we leave mass at the end of every week on Sunday, they tell us, go and spread the message, you know, go forth and spread the Lord's word. Um, And we do that and we should do that. And we need to do that by how we act and how we treat others and and by our actions and by the things we advocate for. Um, And that's how we should be doing things. We shouldn't be getting in people's faces, being aggressive about it, but simply living our lives as children of God should be an example to others to hopefully follow along and do that. So it's a big responsibility that we have, but that's how we should be living our lives. And I'll wrap up in just a minute, but that leads me into this past Wednesday was my 10-year wedding anniversary. And when we first got married 10 years ago, Neither of us were going to church. We were in our 20s. We both raised Catholic, but, you know, we could care less at that point. And we got married by a justice of the peace on a cruise ship, and we're very excited to go cruise for a whole week. My man, the juice box was as red as my shirt, 72 hours into the trip, 20, 24 hours in. Um, but uh, that's all we cared about. So 10 years went by, and this past Wednesday – we decided to finally get married in the eyes of our God, in the eyes of the Lord. And it was a great night, a great experience. And I hope that in a small way, 
me and Ashley doing that could hopefully affect some others along the way as well. Um, you know, obviously Facebook is a thing and people see that, give you a like, tell you that's awesome. And maybe it will affect somebody. Somebody might see that and think that's what they should pursue too. Hopefully that works that way. But there are two people that, that were there specifically that hopefully it made a lifelong impact on. And that's our kids, Brody and Avery. So hopefully we're living up to the role models that we're supposed to be for them. And we're setting them up to succeed in this lifelong journey and their relationship with God. All right. All right. So topic number one today is going to be how uh, four children were found at an apartment, a government run apartment in South Boston um, at the scene of a drug overdose. Now, this was a huge story that was circulating around here. Um, The person was found dead again in a housing project and there were all sorts of sex toys. There were drugs, alcohol, all sorts of nonsense in the house. Um, I think it was about four or five adults and then four children. And when fire department showed up, they were the first on the scene. One of the adults was trying to hide the children in a back room like they weren't there because they didn't want to get in trouble, um, you know, for doing what they were doing. And if you're local from around here, I understand some of you might not be, but Turtle Boy News is a huge thing here. Um, and the guy is on everything. He breaks all these stories that the left try to hide that you can't get from the, you know, the Boston Globe or even the Boston Herald at times. This guy finds things that are meant to not be found. And he broke this story. He was all over it from the jump. And the thing dragged on for a little bit. The mayor, Mayor Wu, tried to um, call it, like said something about it being like a joke that, um, you know, misinformation is being spread about the situation. And uh, the police that came on scene after the fire tried to claim that like there was no drugs, there was no sex toys, that type of stuff on the property. But the fire chief um, or the, the head of the fire union ended up coming out and blasting the mayor as well, saying like, I stand by my guys' reports. They are honest in what they reported. Um, They did one of those, I think it's a 52A, 51A, um, where child services are notified because, again, there were children at the scene. And lo and behold, the person who was found dead, their name got withheld for multiple days after the next of kin was informed and notified, they were keeping the name out of the media. Um, And it was for a specific reason. The reason why the person's name was withheld is because this person happens to be a transgender individual who was originally named Giovanni Murray and was using the name Tabitha. Um, You know, so born as a, as a male, Giovanni and transitioned into being known as a female. Um, Tabitha got breast implants done, um, you know, 
presented themselves as a female. And that's why the mayor of Boston, who's super progressive, super left, was trying to keep this person's identity out of the story um, so that it wouldn't affect the overall transgender community, where in reality, this person had severe mental illness, according to the Turtle Boy News stuff, has a long rap sheet of, you know, things like assault and battery, breaking and entering, assault with a dangerous weapon, shoplifting, violation of probation. This person's mentally ill. They're living in government-funded housing development, housing projects, having a sex-filled drug romp party with children in there. And they don't think that that's important to disclose to the public. And it makes you wonder why they want to protect people that do this so much and so badly. Why does their ideology get in the way of looking out for children? I don't understand that. And it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. Juice, you've been hearing about this story as well down there in Georgia? Uh a bit. Um, I was also prepping something on the other side, so I didn't listen to you the whole way through. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but is it is like the the firefighter showed up? Though, like you said, the drunk drug romping orgy, um, yep. and then all of it, and they there was child, four children there or something like that. Someone dies, and yeah. Then, why yeah, drug overdose? Did they ever say why they didn't remove the children right then and there? No, I mean they got they they did get the children taken, um, you know, sh- like from the scene or whatever. They did report it to the firefighters were the ones to report it, but like the mayor and the Boston police for some reason were trying to downplay it, and like the Boston police didn't report child services until like two days later. When in their report, it's like the whole thing was strange. Um, but did the kids get taken away at the scene then and there? Yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids did get taken um, and put into custody. But then they let them do a spin, you know, yeah, do a spin on it before they submitted the official report. Exactly. I don't know why they're trying to do that stuff, and I mean, we do know why. I mean, I just answered it, but it's because they're trying to protect that ideology. They're afraid of people taking it to the trans, you know, whatever, or all bad because of this bad seed, but. What's it's up like, with that manifesto? Speaking of that, it, it, thank you. Because exactly, it's like that where it's like, okay, well, they won't release a manifesto from the trans shooter in Tennessee, but if a Christian zealot goes and shoots somewhere up, you hear that they're white Christian su- white supremacist nationalist. Not even that. They will bad. be. They'll pick anybody. Oh, the Mexican guy yeah. is the white supremacist. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, for some reason, if it happens to do with someone who's like gay, lesbian, trans, like they're going to protect them at all cost. And it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. But all right. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah. What do we got? All right, let's do it. So next on the agenda, um, the pregnancy resource centers uh, continue to be under attack by this pro-abortion agenda, uh, specifically here in Massachusetts. So there's a thing that started recently. Um, 
I think it was just like a couple of months ago, but it's called the Pregnancy Care Alliance of Massachusetts, where it was a group of pregnancy resource centers that decided to join together um, and work as like a collection. They're all still their individual centers, but they kind of joined forces because they are under such attack here within the state of Massachusetts that, you know, like most things, it's better. Strength in numbers is good for everyone. So that's kind of what they started to do. And um, we're going to go to some clips here from Teresa Larkin. Uh, and she was recently on a show called This Is The Day. This is the day. Uh, I remember that Brother Franklin video. <laughs> uh, we'll have to pull that one up. Do you remember that, dude? I don't. Oh, that was great. The guy at the church thing dancing up there and he drops the money in the bucket. Does a time. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was great. That's this. I didn't even <laughs> click to me. This is the day. Uh, but anyways, the show that come out was, at the end of these clips. I wish <laughs> I should have teed that one up in advance and told you about that. But it just hit me now. Um, but anyways, it's Catholic television show. And uh, Teresa Larkin was discussing her work in the pro-life movement um, here in Massachusetts. And before we go to her, I will let everybody know, full disclosure, Miss Teresa Larkin is my aunt. Uh, I'm very proud of the work that she does. Um, very proud that she, you know, has been doing this for years now too. And, um, you know, she's just a, a great, great person. Always took awesome care of me, even when I was a pain in the ass growing up. Um, but this is her. And it's not just because she's my aunt that I'm deciding to highlight her work here. Um, it's because I believe in the message and I believe what she's doing is important and needs to be heard so um you got something uh, yeah i'll say one thing <laughs> i've seen these seen these videos and shout out to Teresa larkin shout out to bass uh you could learn a thing or two from her her stage presence and on camera and readiness etc i'm horrible but i'm not supposed to be on camera so uh oh know. come on you're saying me yeah, yeah, you could learn something from. I thought you meant uh, like in general, you. You're saying me specifically. Oh no, that was a specific you. Yeah. Oh, great, thanks. Yeah, I mean, she definitely has more stage presence than me. She's definitely more calm, cool, and collected than I am, and she has a much better head of hair. <laughs> we we can definitely give her that. Um, and That's you're 100 percent right. All right. Um, first off the bat, here she's talking about um, what was what what their role is what pregnancy resource centers have to offer. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tee up clip number one, my friend. Yes. Well, many of the centers offer different types of services. Our center is um, is medically licensed. So the services that we provide are free pregnancy testing, ultrasound exams, an opportunity for someone to meet with a with an advocate to go over what some of the challenges and struggles they are to maybe be thinking of why they're thinking of abortion. Uh, so most of the women that we see at these centers are either thinking, planning, considering abortion. And our aim and goal is to help them see that they don't have to make that choice. There's alternatives. Mm -hmm. Hence, there's, there's other options mm -hmm. available to them. Yes. Well, many of the centers offer different types of services. Our center. Now, what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that at all. But we're going to hear from her again in another minute about um, how they're under attack and people like use the word pregnancy resource centers as if they're like these crazy cults that brainwash women 
and force them into having babies where it's like, no, they're already in the position where the baby is there. The baby's already there inside of them. They're not, nobody forced them to do that. These people like Teresa Larkin are there to help them figure out what to do now and to figure out that murdering that child is not the answer. Um, but they're there to present that, information uh, to you. That cult does exist on the other side, though. It's called Planned Parenthood. Thank you. Exactly. Which is the left's favorite game. They love to um, project everything they're doing onto their opponents. So they describe these centers as being these like horrible, awful, awful things. And it, the way they talk about it feels to me that in like a sane, normal society, that's the way you'd be talking about Planned Parenthood or these other, you know, the, the abortion clinics that exist in this country. Um, so why don't we hear what Miss um, Teresa Larkin had to say about how pregnancy resource centers were under attack last year um, and continue to be after the Roe versus Wade overturning. You got this yeah, one, Jude? Yes, yes. so the attorney general, who's now the, the, the governor, issued a consumer advisory warning against centers like ours, accusing us of deceiving women and not being medical and false advertising. So there was a lot of very, um, you know, frankly, disturbing claims that were false mm-hmm. that were being levied against us. So that was our first attempt was how do we push back? How do we correct all of these allegations. Yeah. Maybe they could have used that lady that uh, sang the spoonful of sugar song, the misinformation czar that Biden was going to hire. Remember that lady juice? Jankowitz. Yes. Thank you. How to hide a little lie. How to to, to hide a little lie. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But it's like, it's insane that the, the way they try to peddle what's going on at these pregnancy resource centers. And again, it's like that same trick we just said, like they're projecting what they're doing and making it seem like these pregnancy resource centers are the ones who are doing evil where they're there. They're giving you an ultrasound. They're going to have somebody talk to you. Um, as Larkin said, they're, they're medically um, sanctioned facilities. So they have medical medically licensed professionals working there. They're not just like some kook, who is trying to brainwash you it's normal it's legit and it's an option for you it's to show you that you have options and it's sickening that they're under attack um we didn't play the full clip but she talked about getting the uh thing there was something spray painted on her building last year that said if abortions aren't safe neither are you (laughs) like can you imagine that is it just people that good-hearted people trying to help trying to protect babies. So I I don't get it. Um, Why don't we hear what she has to say about some of the common misconceptions? That might help clear this up a little bit. This is number three, Juice. One of the misperceptions that we actually learned from um, Saturday, speaking with the protesters, was a forced birth. That, you know, you're forcing women to have these babies and subjecting them to like a lifestyle of economic hardship and burdens and, you know, and not everyone wants children and you're kind of forcing. And it's kind of interesting to, to hear that that perspective. Um, the others, they always think, too, that we don't help women, that we just about saving the baby and we don't care about the mom. But that, again, is absolutely not true. You know, we're in there for both. Both of them are important because we know, right? 
only the mother can save her baby. Mm-hmm. So if we ignore the mother, then that just is, is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, that we do help, we do support after birth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just save this baby and, hey, you're on your own. It's, no, we're here to help and support the mother of the family for as long as we can. That I loved that part. I wanted to get that part in there specifically because I think that is a common misconception that they only care Hold about on the baby. Hold on a second. What? Only the mother can save the baby. That is it's great, great, right? Line. Never heard it put that way. Only it, the mother can save the baby. Yeah, it's awesome. But that that's why we wanted to play that one. It, it makes such great sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was to you and all going hide. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> That's why we wanted to play it. Absolutely, it is super powerful. But I had to pop in to say only the mother can save the baby. Okay, like, that's a that just a that one. Sorry though, that that just had me laughing because like I was I know sometimes I ask the rhetorical right, but I was like right to Jews and you did the disappear disappear from the screen. <laughs> Oh, that's a good bit. I love it. Um, so I, I just thought it was great because, as Juice pointed out, um, you don't often hear that, and and that's nice to hear because it's so true. And hopefully, um, it's people doing work like her that can get through to to parents and to mothers. And um, you know, I, I'm maybe I should have cleared this beforehand. Could be speaking out of turn, but I can speak with direct knowledge that she practices what she preaches as well. I remember, um, you know, being at a couple of family, like Thanksgiving parties, uh, Christmas, things like that, where um, she invited a woman that she met doing her work to the house, to the party, to our family party with her son. And this was years ago now, and now it didn't quite click to me what the connection was, but, you know, and, having found out since then, that's what it is. It's, it's woman was woman who's considering doing that, making an alternative choice and people like Teresa and the people she works with, um, you know, showed her that there are other options and then, you know, continue to provide support and help in a nurturing environment for her as her child was growing up after the fact and in making her feel included coming to a party for Thanksgiving for Christmas, for Easter, things like that, um, which is huge. Like how many people do that? You know, I I think that that is something special. And I think we can kind of wrap it up with the last clip we have here where she was asked um, what it's like personally for her to do this kind of work. And uh, I love what she had to say there too. No, I am going to have this baby. It's an incredible experience to see someone change their mind or to see someone at that ultrasound, that moment, and say, that's my baby. And that switch from, oh, it's just something unwanted to, that's my baby. So it's it's just an incredible, incredible blessing. And how can people find out more information about the work you do? Um, to find out about Pregnancy Care Alliance, we have um, Pregnancy Care Alliance, PCAL Alliance. Ah, I'm losing it. Dot com. It. I had a frequency I don't hear you saying anything about the stage presence at the end there. Peek out. Dude, crush it for a while. You have peek out moments all the time. W-A-N-B-C. W-P-E-K-L. 
<laughs> Say it with me now. Um, no, I, I love it. And uh, I'm just messing. You are 100% right. She had uh, an awesome stage presence, did a great job. Um, but I love what she said there as well, because it, it that moment, I, I can just think of that, like what that must feel like. I remember going with my wife to the doctor's and being there with her when an ultrasound was performed. And it's just, it's a, one of those are inspiring moments and to see someone and to know that they're at a pregnancy resource center because they might be having thoughts of an abortion and to see that click in their mind and in their hearts must be amazing to see that every day. So um, I'm glad to hear that that's, a a true inspiration for her because her work is inspirational for all of us. And I'm uh, like I said, proud to call her my aunt, but I'm proud that she's doing that work, whether I was related to her or not, because it's um, it's important, it's needed and more people need to know about it. Um, All right. What do you think? Just move on to the next one. Yeah, let's move on. And uh, we're running a little long here. So, you know, maybe a little, you know, that was important. And needed, but Mara Healy, eh, let's, let's <laughs> run through it a bit. I mean, let's okay. save the children, but run through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So here in Massachusetts, Mara Healy is leading a radically um, left-leaning update to the way health class is being, going to be taught statewide. It's a uh, recommendation, but it seems like it's going to be passed. Um, let's hear from the governor, Juice, uh, with clip, clip number one from Haley and see uh, what she's planning on doing. To announce today that we are proposing an update of the state's comprehensive health and physical education framework. This is the framework that guides our school districts in how they teach health and phys ed at each level from pre-K through 12th grade. These guidelines need to be age appropriate. They need to address and engage the full range of a young person's experiences and identities. They need to be grounded in science. So it may surprise some to learn that these frameworks have not been updated in nearly 25 years. This is the. Yeah, be careful with that one. Grounded by science. Who's science? Fauci science. He is the science like that is going to make me skeptical right off the bat. But um, I, I don't I don't trust it. And you got to wonder why um, I hate the term age appropriate as well. That's what I got into a lot, uh, a long debate with the Boston public school system about what they considered to be age appropriate to teach my son in his fifth grade English class when they were reading a story about a child deciding to become non-binary. And they told me, well, Hey, it's considered age appropriate. Like F off people not age appropriate according to me and in, in the way I raised my family. So let's see what, uh, what else she had to say about the guidelines um, in here. What went into the, the new guidelines, I guess is. Uh, to do this, it was long overdue and the updates we are proposing here today have been carefully uh, researched. They've been informed and reviewed by panels of experts of more than 40 educators and health experts. They seek to incorporate a real up-to-date understanding. (laughs) Panels of experts and educators. All it makes me think of, Juice, I know we've talked about this already, uh, but it made me think of 
that scene at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when Indy's upset that the Ark gets taken by the people. And he's like, well, who's going to be working on it? The guy gives him top men. Who are these? Who are these men? Top men. You remember where, that? Where does it? At? Yeah, where does it? What do they end up doing with it? They put it away in the crate, lock it up, top secret, file it away in the warehouse. And that's the end of the film. It's classic. Yeah. What else does she have to say? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to see the new indie movie? Hold on a second. You've seen this? I was just trying to show it in the background. Watch. Uh, definitely not the new indie movie. Uh, yeah. If it, it's like, I'm assuming, what they did to Luke Skywalker. Like, take somebody and then, like, destroy the character. Yeah, just, probably. You know, pretty much. That. I also saw another thing, yeah. though, that, like, I would like if they pass the torch, something like that. Like Chris Pratt, I'd watch a couple of Chris Pratt. I would Indiana I would Jones. Watch that films. absolutely, right? absolutely. He's that but guy. They, we already know that. Oh, like, we love a, Pratt. Yeah, but like, but, right? I could see him. Like, picture him in the Jurassic Park thing. Oh, you know? yeah. That's already he had the whip and the yeah and the Raptors. Absolutely, pass the torch that way instead of you know him crippling. Oh, they'd probably yeah. they'd rather look for Christine Pratt instead of Chris, though. You know, if they pass it, it's going female. Yeah, and I heard there is like a strong female character in this one who, like, kind of like almost makes fun of like uh, Harrison Ford, like kind of uh, like come on, old man type of thing. <laughs> strong okay. female second. Gotcha, they, maybe gotcha. they if they tick all the boxes, they could get an award. You seen? I don't know what it was. Oh, yeah. There's Academy Awards. They have, yeah, they have one, somebody from under One non-binary. Mm-hmm. An old man. Old man. Some, Fe- someone female. in a wheelchair. Cool female. Wheelchair. Oh, wh- yep, wheelchair. I like Dwarf that, yeah. And uh, Absolutely. a little person. Oh, they got they got Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's around. He's the trophy that they have to find. He's the artifact. <laughs> They're running around with him. He's like that thing, the idol. Yo, you throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. Oh, now you're doing a little short voice. Is that his name? <laughs> Small big. What's his name? Short round. Short round. <laughs> I called him little, little big. Short. Little short. This segment short it's supposed to be running a little short. Uh, but yeah. It's not. yeah, but at least it's entertaining. Oh, man, okay. that's great. Short stuff. round. Short Let's round. Yes. Yeah. All right, we got the last Healy clip. Um, I think this is the last one, Dr. right? Jones. <laughs> uh, no, I think there's like four more Healy. Four clips. more. Okay, keep it coming. Let's go. What What do we got next from her? Uh, what are we on number three here? Yeah. And our young people. These updates are also inclusive. They recognize gay, queer, and trans students' identities and needs. That's important, and it's not something we're going to shy away from. Our LGBTQ plus students face higher risks of mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, and suicidality. That's just a fact. Anything stand out to you in that clip? Yeah, again, the perfect, oh, the stats, the suicidality, the this. Who says? Is that not what I'm standing out? well, and in the fact that they'll use still on the short round, the little big, <laughs> small, tall, oh, small, tall, grab me the Peter Dinklage. 
no, no, I'm thinking about the um, inclusive science that's being used. Yeah. To, like what we're using inclusive science that's inclusive for all. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's science, science is supposed to just be science. Like exactly. Like this it's, is what, like it is what it is. Can't break the laws, like laws of physics yeah. or whatever. That's like like that's how truth is truth. Like it's not your truth or my truth or her truth. It's just the truth. Just science. Like what does science say? Because um, scientifically, my mind would tell me that people that are suffering from mental illnesses, like transgenderism or wrapped up in sexual confusion, like LGBTQ stuff when they're 10 years old, is not very scientific. Like it's a social contagion and it's the world that's around them. That's feeding that to them. And it's getting fed to them by people like the governor of Massachusetts, whose claim to fame is being the first openly lesbian governor of the, of the state of Massachusetts. So she has a worldview to protect and to support that's going to help by doing this stuff here. She she wants to indoctrinate our children into an LGBTQ agenda at a young age, and she wants to do it through the school system. You looked at me. What do you think? Oh, uh, no, I was just. You're still thinking of the looking. round short bits. <laughs> small <laughs> tall. Yeah. I was just thinking, let's go over to small tall and see what he has to think about this. <laughs> Dr. Jones. Oh, All right, we got one more clip it. from her right. if you want to hear it. One Let's more clip from her and then uh and then we'll move on to the lightning before, round. Well take a quick break before the lightning round. Okay. Okay. Break. Sounds good. All right, here we go, real quick. Mara Healy, take seven. Way. We've seen, unfortunately, how some states are moving backwards, making it harder for educators to teach, making it harder for young people to learn to learn about really important things, their mental health, their physical health, their safety, and their well-being. But that's not how we do things in Massachusetts. We prioritize the... You know, has to take the um, shot at the states nationally that are actually allowing parents to have a say in what their kids are being taught. You know, I notice how she throws that in there nationally, Somehow we do it in Massachusetts. Yeah, (laughs) they're under attack nationally. Like, see you later. Um, It's insane. And it made me laugh. Why doesn't she say we? Why? What do you mean? What she said? Like, because she's LGBT. Oh, yeah, yeah. We. How we are under attack. Because she's doing this. She's playing her role. It was nice to use that to get the office. Exactly. This, this podium and now she's trying to be like oh we're not yeah you know me it's crazy and it, it it something stood out to me watching that too is all the lackeys standing up there with her um as soon as she started talking stuff like guy really nodding along in the back but it also makes me laugh because like we mentioned last week with, with daniel penny give me an l um but Daniel Penny last week, remember, he was saying, I didn't see a black man. I saw a man. Um, and I I corrected him because I, you did see a black man. Like, we've been trained to, like, be colorblind. And it's like, you don't want to judge him poorly for it. But, like, 
facts are facts too. The guy's black. The guy's white. The guy's Asian. Short, tall, round. There is Asian. He he just is. So um, it stands out to me when I see that all these people that are like you know so pro minority representation. That entire group up there is like all white with like one black guy standing off to the side, and they're all thank you. That's what it was. It was a representation for white privilege and uh, the white elitist ruling class that, you know, promotes this stuff when the masses don't agree with this. Put that stuff to a vote to the people. They don't agree with it. It's these upper class people that that our children, their children. (laughs) Yeah. No, my children. You're doing this, too. Um, What about uh, but as we close up this one, you want to pull that screenshot up? That we have too from the same day with Haley and uh, and the children she invited there for LGBTQ Day at the governor's mansion. It's insane. Yeah, yeah hang tight. All right. It's crazy, crazy. Um, and it was funny. Like when I showed my wife that one too, the two of us immediately zoomed in on. There's one in there that like you're like, what is going on here? kids like 12 years old and just it doesn't have a chance unfortunately and again that stuff is being those kids you need being those the, usa are my pronouns crew to come thank in. thank you yes yeah where are those kids is she inviting the burlington middle school there for, for usa day hey we got the fourth coming up yeah with uh this mrs christine steiner oh i remember uh, Oh, sidebar real quick. I know we're going long, but um, end of mass today. There's a Sunday night we're recording, folks. But uh, they're saying America the Beautiful on the way out the doors. Oh, it was awesome. The whole church was singing that one loud and proud, baby. In Massachusetts? Yes, sir. All right. Let's hope all. There is a little bit of hope. So, all right. Let's um, say goodnight to this segment. Uh, You know, we're going to take a quick break that you guys won't see because of the editing process um but then we'll be back with a lightning round juice you ready let's go all right yes sir All right, so it is that time where we get to focus on the new addition to the program called the Lightning Round. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. Can I remind everybody, though, Juice, please, to subscribe to our page, YouTube, Rumble. um, Find us on, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We have stuff up all over the place. Please uh, join the show with us and uh, leave us a comment. What do we got for uh, the Lightning Round this week, my friend? All right, bro. I think last week I told you over or under if it's right or wrong, which does I realize doesn't make a ton of sense. But <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go back to the lady who made me say that because I get so baffled listening to her speak. But uh, KJP on the Hunter Biden, you know, dad was in the room while we're doing oh, Biden, crime, yeah. Biden crime stuff. Okay. Right. I'm going to stop it kind of. This is long, but you'll, you'll see. Right, okay. KJP. And then secondly, um, 
the president invited his son Hunter to the state dinner last night. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into the thinking and decision making of why uh, the president decided to invite I, his son. I'm just not going to get into family discussion, personal family discussion. As you know, Hunter is his son. I'm just not going to get well, into it. Let me it. ask you this. If, if Hunter Biden wasn't the president's son, would he have invited someone who had just reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors well, two days Well, a couple of things. Again, that's his son. It's a, he's a family member. It is not uncommon for family members to attend uh, events at the White House. You could look at past presidents. I'm sure you have. So that is not uncommon. Uh, as it relates to anything uh, uh, related to, uh, to Hunter, I'm just not going to respond to it from here. Can I follow up on that? Okay. No, I just called in somebody. Go ahead. Yeah. So, but I mean, so Kirby wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? I mean, not, not a reasonable question to ask no. whether the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest, in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealings by a son. Is that something, <clears throat> if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. Text message I will, all, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. I just answered the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the shakedown attempt? Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just, this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answered. She didn't answer the question. <laughs> She loves saying, from this party, like, has she ever answered a question from that podium? She, oh, it's her favorite line. But let's not forget, she is such a historic figure, Juice. So historic, uh, yeah. so black, and so gay. So, um, shout, out, shout out to uh, Yanni asking the question. <laughs> That's a great call. <laughs> Definitely Yanni who's shuffling a deck of cards while he was asking the question. But can you tell us if the president really was in the room? Oh, that's well, awesome. good on them for like keep saying it. Like, oh, Kirby didn't answer the question. Are you going to answer it? Well, yep. I answered the question. No, <laughs> you didn't. No. You can't say you answered a question by saying I'm not going to answer the question from this podium. No, not at all. And you're right. Like, shout out to them for at least doing their job for once and be like, okay, well, you called on me next. I was going to ask you something different, but since you didn't answer his, let me double down on that same question yeah. and keep and asking. And then eventually it. she goes like, I'm going to go to your colleague now. And yeah. she's like, uh, bouncing off of what my colleague just said. And keep, <laughs> it's four, four minutes of it. That's great. And she goes, um, I just answered the question. It's crazy. And I know you've already had a couple of millilites here. Uh, I will remind you at this point, it is a family show. So be careful with where I go with this one, okay? Was that like a Nipplegate situation when she was up there talking, though? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, not that it was actually. And then secondly, um, the president invited his son Hunter to the state dinner last night. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into the thinking. Of I think no, that was just Yanni I again. <laughs> did you not see her? She came up at the beginning. No, I did. I did. I'm I think just it's kidding. just, uh, like, dude, everything I do is on Nipplegate. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I guess I, I guess me too. Uh, I'm just slouching a little bit, so you can't see. But like, me I don't too. know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that one's definitely a huge wrong for her just not answering any question from that podium that day or any day. Um, but we'll get into this topic more on next week's episode. 
That's just a little bit of a preview. Um, I've been doing a lot, some light reading with the uh, report oh, on the Biden laptop. It. The laptop report. What do you, what do you want to say? Pedophilia, oh. crack. All Poor over it. Horse. The big guy. Does it have a whole chapter dedicated to the big guy? Yeah. Chapter 10. Um, percent chapter for the 10. big guy. <laughs> 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 He'll be here all week, folks. But um, <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the next uh, clip for the lightning round? All right. I got um, I got Riley Gaines for you. You know, the swimmer, uh, Leah Thomas. What was his name? Patrick Thomas. What was his name? Uh, Thomas. Was Thomas. He, uh, Tom. Tom yeah. Thomas. Dick Thomas. Uh. There you go. <laughs> what? But wasn't that what it was? Was no, he it was on Leah, Riley yeah, Gaines? Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. Leah. Leah Thomas Leah. competed against Riley Gaines at the national thing. The thing you went to. Remember, you didn't, I didn't you went go to, to it. I went to the protest before it. You went to that Matt Walsh speech, uh, but it was at the national championship. She swam for Riley Gaines, swam for Kentucky. Leah Thomas sw- swam for Princeton, and uh, yeah. Thomas smoked him. I think she's the girl who's standing like second place. Remember, there's like two second and third are like off to the side, and then Thomas was like by himself, like boom, champion. Mm-hmm. Sorry, YouTube. Um, go. All right, go ahead. Women you and some that are short. that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, how, how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger James, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female? Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. <laughs> fire fire uh dude I, I forget what the guy's name is but kennedy of some sort yeah that guy yeah yeah oh he's yeah. doing this can you please answer the question man like he comes always, off great with that accent right yeah he's like it. i'm gonna ask you to give us oh i can't even ask i'm not even yeah like, <laughs> it's just like all right how about you gains yeah. You give Mitt it to Rom- us. Remember that Mitt Romney versus uh, uh, John Kerry bit? That was awesome. Yeah. Yes. But like his name's Kennedy, but not to be confused with the Kennedy uh, family. Yeah. He's right. not. Different. Yeah. He's not. He's not part not of that. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I don't know that's what me. that was. That's Mayor Quimby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when someone with an actual Boston accent tries to mimic a Boston accent, just doesn't really come off too well. But um, I'm yes, give you uh, Admiral Dick Levine. Oh, okay. Let's go. Dick Levine, let's go. Gender affirming care is medically necessary, safe, and effective for transgender and non binary youth and adults. Those who attack our LGBTQI plus community are driven by an agenda that has nothing to do with science and medicine. 
These are politically and ideologically motivated attacks again on trans youth, and they are contrary to the overwhelming science and evidence. So we all have to stand up. We have to stand up and advocate and take a stand on behalf of those who are being harmed in many states across the country. Remember that Mara Haley story? Those are the experts that she's tapping into to to decide how to how to teach health in uh well-being to to children these days. Yeah, no agenda here. Guys, no, that 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 Admiral Dick Levine. <laughs> right? Admiral. His name's Rick, Richard yeah, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um Richard, Rachel, Dick, any of the, I think I think we'll answer to all three. Small tall Small tall dick. Oh, family friendly program. <laughs> All right. All right. What's uh, the last one? I got one that's appropriate. I would have a beer with these guys any day. Okay. More of a more of a Bruins fan, but let's see what what happened with these Vegas Golden Knights recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. With uh, uh, Carlson specifically. Oh, uh, let's check. This is great. Oh, this is funny. You guys can hear me. Yeah, you hear me? So, uh, this guy, this effing guy. Yeah, I know, I know. So, he was here, they won. Yeah. And I know you have been here, they Fucking one. You guys are so amazing. We played Arizona in the first game and we beat the shit out of them. What did you say? And I had no points. No points. But that's okay. Because at year one, I was pretty fucking great. But you guys were greater. And we've been up and down on this journey to the Pass it to Marshy. Marshy, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Listen to me. We've been waiting for six long years for this guy to be MVP. Jonathan Marshison. <laughs> I I feel like that's you me on this cat cast. Let me talk. We're having a time. The ladies pulling him off. Oh, unbelievable! And there's like I think like right after that too, like a dude comes and like picks him up, like puts him over his shoulders like a bouncer, and walks him off. Gotta love oh, hockey, awesome. hockey guys. Though. Hockey guys are the best. Absolutely incredible. But what I really like about that clip, though, 
is it, it's funny. He gives us a laugh. Obviously, the guy was hammered celebrating. Um, drops a few f bombs. You know, gets a chuckle yeah, out of I mean, us. I thought know. I had. I thought I hit that already on my. It's a family um, friendly show. I'm gonna go. It back is a family friendly show. I'll take care of that later. Okay, good, good. Um, but it's funny because you don't see that obviously <laughs> in public forums all that much. But his actual message, though, if you can sift through it a little bit, is that they're an expansion franchise, like what maybe five years ago, is it juice? If that um and, that or more, I would say at this point. Okay. Um that let's just yeah. Let's call it five. So he um he was one of the original people on the team. I think there's only like seven of them left that were there day one with that franchise. As it got created, they went to a Stanley cup in their first season and lost. Um, and then, you know, like he says, ups and downs, but they just won the cup this year. And I love that like pride that he has about being like there from day F and one, he says with you guys here, the fans and yeah, he's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did good in year one. <laughs> but he was the guy, too, that, like, the reason they got him is because his original team gave up on him, essentially. Like, he was good but not worth protecting for them. So Vegas was able to grab him, and he stepped into, like, a first-line center role for them that first year, which was, you know, a spot he never was in before. Seems like a great locker room guy. Absolutely. Me. The team likes him. So, uh <laughs> that was definitely a good one. Pretty um, effing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the um my favorite recent coach in Bruins history that brought that team to a championship. Bruce. Bruins should have never got rid of him, Mr. Cassidy. But I know it's not and, a hockey and show. And about uh twenty five minutes ago as of this recording, they just lost uh Bertuzzi Gonzo to <sighs> Maple he's in the Maple Leafs. Toronto? Oh, come on. Like, I didn't, like, after, I know they were going all in. in Yeah. I wasn't surprised to see him walk for huge money, probably. I don't know all the details, but to Toronto. He was the one I wanted them to bring back. Yeah. So Yeah, don't worry. They got Looch. They pulled him out of the men's league at Shea Rink to come come, come Mm -hmm. back. Oh, and remember that guy? That crazy? Is that the rink that we used to play at? With yeah. that guy, remember? Who? Remember which one? Guy? There's a couple. Uncle Steve? No, remember the guy who said like the cage that was. Like, oh yeah, there was a guy who'll go like hard to the net, like yo. Yeah, yeah dude, you don't want to get on the on the rink with Uncle Steve these days. He dropped thirty pounds. He's trim. Whew. And I wasn't talking about Steve. I was talking about. <laughs> other guys but yeah, all right we got any more happen. lightning rounds or are we good on that we hit hunter riley Gaines, dick levine and vegas golden knights love it all right let's call it a love it great segment all right stick around because we're coming back with our final segment of the night the come on man segment of the day All right, all right, all right. My favorite re-entry thing, right? How many times do I say that an episode? You should be drinking on those. All right, all right, all right. Yes. Cheers. There you go, brother. Um, 
All right. So the Come On Man segment is brought to you by me and Juice because we don't have any sponsors for the show yet. But uh, please subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, um, you know, Apple, Spotify. Give us a comment. Give us a five-star review. We need your support. Um, hopefully, when we get more listeners, that's when we can start advertising maybe for the show and sneak in a little uh, little, little promo here and there. Cut, if you will. I don't know if that's what they're even called. But the Come On Man segment is um, where we get, like to find a clip for you guys where we can play it for you. Uh, used to be audio. Now it's video. But um, it's we find somebody who does or says something so ridiculous, so absurd, that even though we're going to make fun of them here for a couple of minutes and razz them a little bit, there's really nothing else we could say to them except, come on, man. Um, so this week we have um, a couple of clips from the end of Pride Month. The the sacred month of Pride has finally come to an end, and things wrapped up last weekend. Excuse me, editor. Yes, sir. Nope. Oh, Pride God. season. They're doing a Pride season. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's what Dick, Dick Levine, Levine is advocating. Yeah. Happy Pride Day. Happy Pride. Happy Pride season. Oh yeah. yeah, the season of Pride. Um, but yeah, it, it's wrapping up. Um, maybe we'll see, but. There was some events this past weekend um, where people were exposing themselves in a fountain in front of children. I think we've spared you from that clip because um, we we wouldn't we couldn't blurt out the nakedness and we don't want to be removed um, from YouTube. And we did find one where they tell us exactly what they're here to do. And um, we also have a um, sacred prayer of pride for you guys. So a couple of clips. Um, we're going to start off with one of them. Uh, I don't know if we're going back to back or if we're going to do one and then, uh, you know, break it down and do the other one. Juice will let me know as we go. So why don't you pull up the first one, my friend? We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Um, When they tell you what they're here to do, listen to them. They're here to grab our children from us and to poison their minds with this woke LGBTQ propaganda from a very young age. And that's why they want to be in our school systems with the Mara Haley stuff. And that's why they want to remove religion from your life. That's why they want to get to your children. They want to take away your rights as a parent and they want to control it. Right, Juice? Yeah. Do they want to take religion out of your life? Let, let's see. I got to, like you said, there was a prayer clip or the. You know, oh, okay. We might be in for, okay. They're going to, they're going to help us then. We bring it all back then, tie it back into the monologue. Yeah. yeah I think they're. Okay. Our pro religion at the end of the day. Let's see. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I think we got something here. Let me. This area. I invite you to rise in body or spirit and let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads. 
and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love, so beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. <laughs> Did the- <laughs> Hold on, let me fix this for a second. Uh, did you say as glorious as the colors of the AIDS quilt or something? That, that's what I was going to ask. The AIDS quilt? You're like, I believe in the non-binary Jesus who's both fathers. Who is conceived, like, they, who's, right? Conceived they, on the quilt of AIDS. Oh, my God. You hadn't that's, seen that full in its full. No. Glory. That's insane. Right with now, his, right? with his, what, what they say, with his wonderful tunic. Yeah, with his rainbow tunic. And then, like, dude, there's people that are standing up being like, I believe in the Sparkle Creed. Well, it looked like the guy behind her on her, over her left shoulder, our right of the screen there, was, like, drinking a beer or something. He had something. Like, yeah, made I'm, probably I'm, coffee, playing, I'm playing it a little bit of it back real quick. A little bit. I'm gonna Cra- it's crazy. Hold on a second. Hold on. I invite you to rise in body or spirit and let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God, whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads, and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit, who shatters our image of one white light. Oh, man. Who had Their two spirit. Yeah, who had two who had, Whose pronouns are plural. When she when she dropped the um who like not conceived in a white light, I thought she was gonna be like conceived by blackness. Oh, yeah. Light, who we, but she uses rainbow instead, but and she said who conceived with a fabulous tunic. <laughs> like a fabulous <laughs> like what? Fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe in the non-binary. The God non-binary. Who is, whose pronouns are plural. And like people who, are saying pronouns it. are definitely not USA. I think it's in... No, no, I'm saying whose pronouns are not oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. USA. Yeah, 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 dude. Again, they had to just sick the Burlington... Yes, whatever. please. Crew um, everybody. But... Come on, like you're 100 right though. How you teed that up, like it is a religion to them, and we say, I know we're no strangers to that. We've said that a bunch on this show, and hopefully, it starts to resonate with more people out there because we can say it. You know, we have fun here. We're, we're making fun of this because it's absurd, um, but that stuff is really happening out there too. There's people that really believe that. Now, a lot of people might not be so bold as to go to attend a service like that. And go I think like, this is actually a Christian. That. I think this is a Christian church. Like Lutheran is, is yeah, Christian, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And like, why is people sitting on the 
on the altar. I know. It's crazy. He's like doing this whole thing and we're like absolutely man. nuts. But and she's she's doing it. it, it exactly. But no offense. <laughs> no, I mean it is what it is. Wrong. I mean love but women. What what I don't like yeah, but like I love women as well, just like you do. I love my wife, but everybody has a role. Things things are done for a reason, specific ways, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like we can't conceive children, and that's okay. They can, like, so that's not even where I was going with that, though. I jumped (laughs) off because I said that. Why is the priest a lady? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but dude, we can conceive children to, as well. Don't. Yeah, according to that church. According we to the Sparkle Creed. I guess so. And the but, non-binary plurals. But to bring it to like what they're saying, though, it's like like everybody thinks about like their gay friend or their gay cousin um, who may or may not be called Bass. Like, I don't know. But um, that's who you think of when you're trying to like – advocate for hey love is love oh we don't need to do that but like what's really going on are those marches like that where they're saying we're here we're queer we're coming for your children um it's not enough to just accept like hey if you want to sleep with someone else you can do that but now they need us to affirm it and to celebrate it and that's the problem that's going on these days it's not that it's happening because again it's like i'm not knocking someone's door down to tell them who they can or can't have sex with. But you do that in the privacy of your own house was the way it was pitched to everybody way back when. And it's quickly escalated into that's not enough anymore. Now we need to teach this as the moral right to your children. And you need to celebrate me, affirm me and accept it for, you know, the new religion of, America and they tie it all up with that rainbow creed um, at the end. So it's crazy. Juice, you got anything else to add on this? Just said the sparkle creed. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The sparkle creed. Yeah. Um, so the church of the sparkle creed and the um, LGBTQ community that is coming for our children. Um, you, my friends have earned yourself one big fat, classic come on man and uh that'll wrap things up for this week's episode i know we might have went a little long so thanks for bearing with us we're still new at this so we're working things out we got to work on our pacing a little bit but um you know we can't we can't tee up uh and plan for side bits like that round short short round uh long tall bit that stuff's got to stay people small Small, tall tall. jones so um, we got to keep that stuff in the show. So we'll, we'll work on it. Maybe we'll drop a segment next week and, uh, and try and do it, um, in an hour, which is ideal. So other than that, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe where we already, uh, asked you to subscribe and we'll see you next week. Thanks for having us. show is produced by juice executive producer juice audio mixer is juice hair by skull shavers wardrobe and makeup by ashley ruka right and wrong song created by juice 
The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.